Fujifilm is a proud sponsor of this Euractiv Health Brief podcast. Fujifilm believes that everyone in Europe should lead longer lives in better health. This can only be achieved by removing the geographical, economic and policy barriers that block innovations from reaching patients. Learn more about how we never stop innovating for a healthier world at fujifilm.com. Fujifilm. Value from innovation. Hello and a very warm welcome to Euractiv's Health Podcast, where every week we dive into EU health policy and bring you the latest health news from Europe. I'm Marta Iraola. And I'm Gerardo Fortuna, and in this episode we'll be talking about the revision of the EU's regulatory framework for medical devices. So this week, uh, together with some guests, we'll be trying to clarify a bit more what happened with the implementation of the revision of the medical devices regulation, uh, also known with the acronym uh, of MDR, uh, which entered into force back in 2017 and into application in May 2021. Uh, This was one of the most important health files of the past few years, uh, and it was aimed to update and strengthen uh, the regulatory framework uh, in Europe for medical devices, in particularly uh, to build trust in the actually quite old European certification scheme uh, for these products. Uh, But let's hear more about the main objectives of this reform uh, from the first of today's guest, uh, Stefan de Keresmacher, uh, who is the spokesperson of the European Commission in charge of health and food safety. With the revision of this regulation on, on medical devices, we wanted to make sure that these devices, and here we're thinking, for instance, about uh, hard valves, sticking plasters, artificial hips, syringes, all these medical devices that are out there, there's 500,000 of them, and we want to make sure that these devices are safe and that they perform well. And to do that, we introduced new rules in our regulation on medical devices. Our objective was to have better market surveillance, better traceability. We also want to make sure that all these devices reflect the latest scientific and technological developments. Lots has changed um, over the last five, 10 years. It's important that these devices reflect all the innovation that's out there. We also want to provide more transparency and legal certainty for the producers, for the manufacturers, for the uh, importers. And we want to, I would say, strengthen the international competitiveness and the innovation in this extremely important sector. And their reform was positively welcomed by many stakeholders. Let's hear now Julie Spony, our next guest. She's a policy officer from the European Patients Forum, which represents the patient organizations in Europe. For us, there is uh, several benefits. Uh, the first one is that there's no doubt that the MDR addresses many safety concerns uh, compared to the current framework. So I'm not going to list uh, all the points, but uh, as, an, as an example, we can see that the rules uh, for clinical investigations are improved uh, because clinical investigations will now have to be registered and subject to a fit call review. 
but also a major uh, and important step for patients in this regulation is that now member states will encourage and enable patients and other users of the uh, healthcare system uh, as well to report uh, suspected serious incidents. The industry too seemed to appreciate uh, the revamping of these medical devices rules. Uh, here with us uh, to talk about this, uh, there's uh, Oliver Bisazza, who's the chief executive officer of MedTech Europe, uh, which is the EU association uh, representing the interests of uh, medical technology industry in Europe. There were many uh, strengthened rules uh, in these regulations as regards things like clinical evidence, um, the oversight of the certification bodies called notified bodies, which are responsible for assessing industry's compliance with the rules. And there was a emphasis on continual improvement of safety and performance across a medical technology's life cycle. But all that glitters is not gold. Immediately after the entry into force of the revision, developers of medical devices started experiencing troubles in meeting the deadlines for implementing the key rules of the new regulation. The Commission's spokesperson, Stefan de Karsmacher, Explain what happened. We've seen that the transition to these new rules, to go from the old to the new rules, was slower than we initially thought. Um, although considerable progress has been made the last years, we see that the overall capacity of the so-called conformity assessment bodies that assess whether these medical devices comply with all the scientific and safety standards, their capacity remained insufficient to carry out all these conformity assessment, assessments in time. Transition periods of the new rules are supposed to end in May 2024. Secondly, we also saw that quite a few manufacturers, producers, are not sufficiently prepared to meet the stricter requirements of our new rules. And so there was a risk of having an insufficient medical devices on the EU market. And indeed, the first ones to notice that something was going wrong were the manufacturers who started having problems with obtaining the conformity certification for their products. Oliver Bisazza, again from MedTech Europe, shares with us his witness. We're already sounding the alarm bell about this situation back in 2018 or even prior. When we started implementing the regulations and we saw the modest amount of transition time that had been made available by the co-legislator, um, we could already see that there would be a uh, shortage of time and potential bottlenecks in the system. All medical devices and in vitro diagnostics that were already being supplied to Europe in the past 20, 30 years had to be reassessed by the notified body system and transition to the regulation, which was an absolutely enormous amount of work for the, for the notified bodies to do, especially because of um, the fact that more devices than ever before needed to go through the notified bodies. So the main problem was basically some sort of slow setup of the notified bodies. Here's Oliver Visatza telling us more about it. From day one, we had to wait for notified bodies to be reassessed and redesignated to the new rules. And that process um, has proven to be extremely time consuming for the European Commission and member state authorities. Many notified bodies that have existed in the past few decades still are not yet redesignated to the regulations. And that's after five and a half years of transition. So, yes, as the industry, we've been 
waiting with significant anxiety for enough notified body um, organizations and auditors to become available and to start uh, the complex work of uh, recertifying medical devices under the regulations. To cope with these problems, uh, the Commission in January launched a proposal to give suppliers some extra time to recertify medical devices, uh, basically to circumvent the risk of shortages. And uh, and this initiative was ultimately approved by the EU lawmakers between uh, February and March. Uh, Stefan de Kassmecker clarifies the rationale behind uh, the Commission proposal. And that's exactly why we've put forth a, a proposal which was adopted by the European Parliament and the Council to extend the transition period. The transition period is extended from May 2024 to December 2027 or December 2028, depending on the type of devices you're talking about. For instance, higher risk devices, something of pacemakers, hip implants, hard valves, these very important devices have a short transition period. There, the new rules will apply as from December 2027. The medium and lower risk uh, medical devices such as syringes, plasters, uh, uh, reusable surgical instruments, there is a, will be more time to transition to the new rules. The, for these uh, devices, the transition period will end in December 2028. Julie Spony from the European Patients Forum commented on the main aspects of this postponement. As uh, representatives of the patient community, we were and are still concerned uh, about disruptions in the availability of medical, uh, many medical devices in the EU, because if a necessary medical device is not available when the patient needs it, it can have uh, life-threatening uh, consequences. And so in December, uh, we called on the Commission and Member States to take urgent action to ensure patient safety and find solutions to actual and potential shortages of medical devices. That's why we supported a one-year postponement of the 2024 deadline for recertification. So given the new announcement and uh, the new adoption of deadlines, we hope uh, that the three-year postponement don't indicate a lower level of ambition and preparedness uh, for the implementation of the MDR. And indeed, the Commission seems to take in high consideration the concerns highlighted by patient organization. Uh, let's hear more from Stefan de Kersmacher about this. Now, what's very important here to, to, to stress is that safety is really at the heart of this whole regulation. So we are not touching any safety rules. The only thing that we're doing is to um, postpone the entry into force by steps of different types of devices to make sure that we have sufficient medical devices available on the European market. The postponement also generated mixed reactions in the industry. Here's the take of Oliver Visatza. I would not totally agree that this is giving more time to the manufacturers. What it's giving, in my personal view, is more time to the, for the notified body system to complete the complex work of certifying these devices. Yes, in, under some conditions, manufacturers may have more time, but the extension is designed in such a way that a manufacturer can only avail itself of these additional years if it meets a certain number of preconditions. It's really designed for those cases where manufacturers have been making a good effort to 
to, to move forward with notified bodies. They've updated their documents and procedures to be compliant, and they're just waiting for the notified body system to be ready. But having said that, it is a good development. It was a needed development. We have long said that um, it was not fair for companies who did the right thing and made the investments and made the work early to get ready for them to be punished by not having access to um, the certification infrastructure. So in that regard, it's very, uh, very much needed. Is it um, everything that needs to be done? No, it is not. This is an important short-term measure to take some of the pressure out of the regulatory transition. And it is very much designed to uh, mitigate the immediate risk of shortage of existing medical devices. We asked the MedTech Europe CEO what else needs to be done, and that's what he replied. There are ongoing discussions to try and correct some implementation aspects of the regulations. For instance, some of the medical devices that started to enter into shortages last year were in um, very challenging niche areas like pediatric indications or devices for rare conditions. Um, and th there is discussion about whether the regulatory pathway is truly allowing these niche devices to go through the regulation in a smooth manner. And at the level of the Europe's um, device regulators, there are discussions about you know, how to facilitate a smoother transition to the regulations for those uh, niche devices. And from an industry perspective as well, I have to say that while we absolutely support the measure, we believe also more work needs to be done to improve the regulations implementation for innovation because innovative new devices, um, which are you know, continually developed by this industry to help respond to the problems and challenges of healthcare systems, they are currently not going through the European regulatory pathway with the level of speed and predictability that they once was. So all's well uh, that ends well. Uh, the new framework is there, although it starts uh, when it comes to some certification rules will be delayed. But also bear in mind that uh, on Tuesday, the 14th of March, Health Commissioner Stella Kiliakides uh, hinted at the fact that uh, by 2027, the Commission will undertake a broader evaluation of the regulatory framework. And uh, this could be, she said, a moment to decide whether changes to the framework are required. She said this during uh, the last uh, uh, gathering of EU health minister in Brussels. That is all from us today. Thank you for listening. We also want to hear from you. So if you have something to say, don't hesitate to drop us a line. Our email address is podcast at or contact us on Twitter or LinkedIn. Don't forget to check the other Euractive podcasts, AgriFood Brief, Tech Brief, and Beyond the Byline. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. This episode was brought to you thanks to Euractive's multimedia team, and in particular by Jonas Helbach, who gave us his technical support. See you next week, and stay healthy!